Welcome back to The Main Street Dish, where we're dishing on all things Disney food and drinks from pavilions to Pandora, Hollywood Boulevard to Main Street, USA. On this episode, we are dishing on all things Festival of the Holidays. We'll talk about new items, why this is one of our favorite festivals, and a few of our favorite things. I'm Colin. And I'm Bella. And together, we are Millennials on Main Street. And I am Bethany Vinton. And this is The Main Street Dish. Ooh. We're back. Another week, another episode. We're back. A holiday episode. A holiday episode. A uh, very poignant episode for us because our first ever test podcast was festival of the holidays which we're How never releasing we no i'm kidding no we, we are, are. It's <laughs> funny your intro oof <laughs> <laughs> the rest of not so bad that is cringy though <laughs> i know i know but from humble beginnings you know yeah. um you gotta humble yourself you do but we i mean we, it's almost a year since the inception Mm-hmm. of this podcast we were talking about how well bethany is currently recording live from disney world bell and i are recording live from newark delaware but we were talking about our last december trip and how the december trip we took was so amazing for so many reasons yeah. but i think one of the most amazing things was the three of us sitting at trader sam's tiki terrace of all places buying the domain name for the main street dish now i got a podcast and here we are I'll go celebrate by myself. I'll FaceTime you guys in. Perfect. I'm actually going to try to just get into Trader Sam's, though, because I don't want to sit on that Tiki Terrace. If we had known the moment, we should have moved some. We should have gone to Enchanted Rose. Yeah. Why were we Enchanted Rose? That would have been better. I know. Because you were like, bye, I have to go to the Christmas party. And we were like, we have to go home. Yeah. It happened. No, I'm sorry. Christmas party round two for you. Yeah. It's fine. Whatever. I'm only going once this year, so that's fine. No, it's fine. We're going right back to reality. We're going nuts. Zero. <laughs> nuts. <laughs> it happens. Bethany, what are you drinking? Um, I just actually got a drink from Dahlia Lounge. Weird. I am drinking the holiday mule. It's like an apple situation. There's two slices of actual apple in my drink. Wow. But I And a whole just... cinnamon stick. And a whole cinnamon stick. I specifically went up there to go get a drink just so I could flex on this podcast. That sounds so. delicious. I think a mule, like, with apple would be delicious because of the ginger. Like, apple and ginger. I just think any fall mule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cranberry, even. Oh. Yeah. It's just the spice of the ginger. You're absolutely yeah, right. Yeah, but yeah. it sits in fall beautifully. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, this one's pretty delicious. Good. It's apparently new on the menu. There should be a sangria, but he didn't say there was when I looked on the... I always feel like, especially the first day, there's a discrepancy between what Disney Parks blog posts of, like, this should be here versus what the actual restaurant has. Mm. So, there should be a sangria. I'll test it out. I'm at uh, Coronado Springs for the next few days. I won't be when this podcast goes live, but I (laughs) am at Coronado Springs right now. Your favorite moderate. Uh, Love it. it. Moderate that feels like a deluxe. But yes, what are you guys drinking? Um, I had a little bit of wine. Yeah. But so, my, my tastes are all off right now because I don't know if you can tell, but I'm very stuffed up right now. Um, I've, I just thought it was your radio voice. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I've, I've literally been sick every other week for about three months at this point. It's, Baby. I don't know if there's yeah. any other parents out there of, I would say like under two. In daycare. It, in, but it's just like, 
this fun merry-go-round of sickness that goes through the house. It is like the yep. daycare ache just passes from one person to the next. Yep. I felt great last week. You it's like, it's last like week. the world's worst game of tag, you yeah, know? <laughs> it is. And sometimes I love sitting here being a childless millennial who is sipping her cocktail at Coronado Springs while everyone else is sick. Yep. And we and have, like, can't relate. we have one sick person, the baby monitor on, and I am the lucky person who gets to drink a lovely glass of red wine tonight. So. Well, but it's good. So if, if you are if you are in the Delaware area, Delaware, Pennsylvania area, um, there's a winery called Penswoods Winery that we are members of. Um, and we are drinking their uh, proprietor reserve. It is delicious. But love a local winery. Love supporting local. So For sure. Mm-hmm. So cheers to Penswoods. Cheers. Cheers. I'm sure it was really good. I just, I had like two sips and I was like, ah. Uh. Not doing it for me. You know, of all the drinks to drink when you're sick, I don't I know. know if red wine would have been. <laughs> I know a mule would have been great. That yeah. ginger really would have opened you up. It would have. I'm just passing it to you through the screen. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. But before we talk about festival of the holidays, we have some foodie news to talk about. Bethany, since you are in Disney World right now, we have some fresh news for you to talk about. Reporting live from Disney World. My name is Bethany Vinton, and I'm coming at you with the best Disney. Um, yeah, there's, Dis <laughs> there's Disney foodie news. Uh, Hollywood Studios just got a bunch of new food over at our favorite Fairfax Fair, our favorite hot dog stand hmm. that no longer serves a single hot dog anymore. And it's completely the not our fault. <laughs> off the menu. I know we called it like if Casey's Corner, we called it the Casey's Corner of Hollywood Studios. And like if Casey's Corner was even more terrible, they have no more hot dogs. It, it's an entire restaurant branded on hot dogs that got rid of hot dogs. So that's confusing. I mean, and it gets more confusing because then they came out with a new item, which is bowls, which sound great. They have a barbecue bowl, a pork belly bowl, a buffalo chicken bowl, and a soba noodle bowl. In waffle bowls. Bowls of food in edible sweet waffle bowls. <laughs> I don't know where this foodie news se segment goes because who who replaced hot dogs with that? Like, I mean, a piece of bread is an acceptable vessel for a hot dog, but a bowl, a waffle bowl is not an acceptable vessel for soba noodles. No. They probably just had, or, like, an overstock at that Scoops place. <laughs> and they were like, what can we do with these? I hope so because, like, Mashed potatoes. Yeah, exactly. I hope so because I just want to know the person in the meeting that's like, everyone loves waffle bowls. Have you ever had a waffle bowl? <laughs> Nine times out of ten, they're stale and they're terrible, right? Like, like, I have only had maybe one good one in my life. Uh, it's just like I, a reduce, reuse, recycle moment. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I mean, okay. Somebody said, somebody actually said that to me because they were like, oh, maybe it's like environmentally friendly. Like, you know, it's in a bowl you eat. But I said, but they put it on a plate. Oh. <laughs> so it ruins the whole point of that. Um, I just don't understand the entire concept of this bowl situation because it's stupid. Do they have like a chicken and waffles one? Because that would make sense. They have sense. a buffalo chicken. Oh no, no, just no. as close as you get. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, but chicken no, like, and maple. waffle bowl. I know that would make sense. Give me maple syrup. You even can give me mashed yeah. potatoes. I wouldn't be mad. Like literally, mashed potatoes with chicken tenders, maple syrup, mm -hmm. and then in the waffle bowl, that sounds great. Even like a hot honey, that would be yeah. great. Mm -hmm. That would yes. be good. Why aren't we in these meetings? Okay. I don't know. 
but yeah, no, it I I got the pork belly one and while the flavor was excellent on the bowl, I enjoyed it. I don't understand why I was in a waffle bowl. And also the entire video clip of Disney Parks that they posted is them barehandedly holding the bowls in Hollywood Studios. And I tried to pick up the bowl for a video and it was so soft that it, I could not pick it up. Yeah, it retained all that moisture. Exactly. And that's the thing. Like, like when you have ice cream in there, that happens. It gets a little soggy because yeah. it retains moisture. Same with mashed potatoes. Yeah. I can happily report that just like ice cream, mashed potatoes sog up a waffle bowl. I don't know. Oh yeah. my God. I, I, it's an interesting take. Um, interesting. It's interesting. It's interesting that Fairfax Fair just completely eliminated hot dogs. I heard a rumor they're headed to Dockside Diner. All the hot dogs are. Okay. okay. I don't fish know dip truth hot or not. dog. What about fish dip on the hot dog? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Disney, if you're listening. But fish dip in <laughs> a waffle bowl. <laughs> that's where uh, it's headed. But, but yeah, I, I don't understand the concept of this one. I'm going to give it a... I like the bowl, but it didn't need to be in a waffle bowl. So four out of ten, because it would have been like a nine out of ten, but it gets a four. Yeah, definitely. Because there's no point for the waffle bowl. Wow. Yeah, negative five points. Immediately. <laughs> saying. Choices over at Hollywood Studios at yeah. Fairfax Fair. Choices so, are being made. Yep. I like the innovation. The execution is just not there. Do you want to talk about your macaroon? Macaron. Yeah, I... Macaron. Macaron. I stayed at All Star Music right before this, and today was the first day of Christmas, technically, and I went and got the All Star Christmas tree macaron. Thoughts? The flavors were great, but why was it stale? It's day one. It was stale. Oh, no. <laughs> How is it still on day one? You know when you put your Christmas decorations in a box and put them in the basement? Yeah. They like same probably thing. did that with the macarons. I was truly stunned. And I, w I even went early. It was before 8 a.m. Those should have been sale. fresh. Fresh. That's all I'm saying. So the flavor was great. Hopefully if anybody stays there and they go and get one, it's fresh. Because if it is, that thing would be absolutely amazing. Hmm. I think it would be better than the one that was in France today, which we'll catch up on later. That's wow. the real tea. Okay. So let's dive into Festival of the Holidays. Like we said, one of our favorite festivals, and I believe we said it on the last episode when we talked about it in Foodie News, but I feel like this festival's in a sweet spot where it has not become a monstrosity. It's gotten bigger in years, but it's not quite as big as food and wine. It's even not as big as Flower and Garden. It's just in a sweet spot right now where I feel like there's really good quality pretty much everywhere. And the good news is that a lot of things have returned. And since Bethany's down there, she's going to probably happily report <laughs> that a few of them are just as good as they were last year, which is really yes. nice. And I made it my mission today to try everything new. So I'm here to report all those details. Awesome. Well, and For science. For science. And... There are some really great things that I'm excited to talk about. And if you haven't been yet, there'll be some things that you definitely want to add to your must-try list for sure. But let's dive in to Chestnuts and Good Cheer. And this one to me is so good just from the smells. <laughs> Literally yes. roasting chestnuts on an open fire 
And that smell, that grilled smell just wafts all around that booth. It's wonderful. And the highlights here are essentially all the roasted nuts. So they have cinnamon glazed almonds, cinnamon glazed cashews, cinnamon glazed pecans, fire roasted chestnuts. All of them are delicious. It, it is the booth for chestnuts. It is the chestnut booth. Absolutely. Chestnuts roasting on an open Epcot fire. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I was so excited to see this last year because I think last year was the first year this booth was in the festival. Yes, it friends. was. And I love chestnuts. I grew up eating chestnuts. It was always something that we had around this time of year. Off your no-no's chestnut tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so having them, I mean, they, they taste delicious. They are literally roasting them right there. They're very fresh. If you've never had chestnuts, I would try them. Give them a try because they're delicious. Yeah, I've spent a few around like Christmas times in Europe. And it's an incredibly European thing, yeah. especially at all of those kind of Christmas villages that happen in all the, the European downtown cities. Literally, they just have stands that are roasting chestnuts on the street. So it it is an incredibly like holiday feeling, just the smell alone. They're, they're, they're a, a good sized chestnut. They're smoky, they're meaty, they're really good. I think it's a highlight in this booth because when you walk up to it too, which this year it relocated, it's right outside Creations this year. Mm. Um, but the almonds, cashews, and pecans, they come pre-bagged. Like they're not whatever. Yes. But if you order the chestnuts, they have you walk over to like the fiery grill and you pick them up over there. So they are essentially roasting them on an open fire right in front of you. You can't beat that. No, you can't. The other options are good, but the chestnuts top the list for sure. And they also have one of our our top drinks of the festival here. Um, I got it today. Yes, and and it's so straightforward. And on paper, when we read it, we were like, we have to try that. We're not sure. But it is the eggnog with screwball peanut butter whiskey. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. It comes, you know, in the little, of course, little like Epcot <laughs> booze glass, but it comes with a full cinnamon stick as well. So you're mm -hmm. getting the eggnog, you're getting the cinnamon on the nose, but you're getting a little aftertaste of peanut butter. And it honestly all works together really well. Yes. And they have this year, they added that they have a fireball one this year. And when I said, oh, with whiskey, they were like, do you want the peanut butter or the fireball? And I said, the peanut butter, not yes. the fireball. I feel the peanut butter complements this so nicely. It is there without being super forward, and it is a phenomenal drink. It was a good sipping drink that I had because, again, it's right outside Creations this year. So when you walk in, you can easily pick it up. And then I sipped on it until I got to my next booth, and I loved every second of it. It is just a great drink. It's And it's literally... That's all it is. It's it's no frills. Yep. We When I went home for Christmas after our December trip, we made these yeah. and we all drank them all day because <laughs> it was so straightforward. It was so delicious. And this is one that I'll happily recreate at home every holiday. So let's go to the Mexico booth. Bethany, what did you get this year? So one thing I got, I feel like in all previous festivals, we've always talked about this. Mexico especially in food and wine the portion was so small so you got the tostada and it was we talked about it being like an hors d'oeuvre at a wedding yes. where you just get it off the plate <laughs> yes. and this is entitled the giant tostada it is i believe 1050 so it's not like the cheapest thing 
this thing is actually giant. It's the size of my face. Like, that's how big it was. It came on a platter. It was delicious. The braised beef barbacoa was phenomenal. Everything about this was so good. The hardest point for me is the price for like $10.50 for a festival item that is expensive. And it's hard to justify this. But like, I really enjoyed this one. I liked it. I love the pickled onion on top. But... $10.50 is expensive, but it is a big portion, but it is not the most easily shareable dish. Sure. Because, you know, it's a tostada, so it's like a fried tortilla that's pretty hard and you have to break it apart. But I really did like this one this year. They had it last year, but I was very impressed with how big it was. I did not expect it to be like that. I remember getting this tostada last year, and I do remember it didn't come on a platter. It came on the regular plate, and I do remember that the tostada went off of yeah. the festival plate. So it's good to see that it's the same size. But again, I mean, 1050 is a chunk, but at least there's something to back it up. For sure. And it's gluten friendly too, which I think is good because not a lot of things at this festival were. Sure. But the thing that I loved at this booth more than anything is the horchata margarita. I have always loved the one in La Cava, which I was told is going to be back tomorrow. It'll be back on the menu tomorrow. Wow. So by the time this is live, she's back. It has always been my favorite. It's just that warm Christmassy feel. But this was absolutely phenomenal. I drank the whole thing. I downed this one so quickly. And I think I sent Colin a photo and I was like, don't you miss being in Epcot right now? <laughs> yeah. You're like, so he about tried, those He flights. was trying to say something about something else. And I was like, this is me right now. I am drinking an horchata margarita in Epcot. And it's delicious. It's got tequila. It's got whiskey. It's got horchata and cinnamon infused mezcal. So... A good combination. Good. That smokiness with the with the little bit of cinnamon is delicious. Mm-hmm. Delicious. This is a must try for sure. Let's hop over to China because this actually had my favorite, my top drink of the entire festival. The Marco Boba is back. I saw that on the menu and I ordered and then I felt bad ordering it because I know how much <laughs> you loved it. I was like, this is really terrible. I'm just like rubbing it in his face that he's not here, but. Amaretto, iced coffee, whole milk, and boba pearls. You made this one at home, too. That's how much you loved it. Yeah, I did. And it was pretty good, but there's nothing like drinking it in Epcot. It is so good. There's something about the amaretto and the iced coffee that I really like. It's not overly sweet. It's really good. It's crystal boba, so it's not the brown sugar boba pearls. It's just a perfect little drink. It's good. And they did have a few new things. One thing that I tried that was raved about by Chrissy from Touring Plans was a beef and noodle soup bowl with slow braised beef shank, green onions, and house-made chili oil. Again, phenomenal. This was almost $10, but totally worth it. The noodles were perfection. The slow braised beef was phenomenal. Green onions, the chili oil was great. I could have used it to be a little spicier, but overall, I love this dish. And it was the perfect weather in Epcot to really love this one. So I feel like China this year. Okay, I see you. There we (laughs) go. Is this the same chili oil that they have in Nine Dragons? I wanted to say yes when I initially saw it on the menu, but then when I had it, no. Okay. Because I barely got any chili flakes. Chrissy said she had a few in hers, but it was just more of like the oil itself, which was great and flavorful, but I could have used a tad bit more spice. But I love this one. I'm going to order this again next week, probably more than once. I really wanted to order it today. But I, I had so many new items to try that I was like, I can't do it. But I wanted it so badly. This is one of my top items from the festival. Wow. wow. So don't sleep on China this year, guys. Nope. 
Get yourself a Marco Boba and get yourself the beef noodle bowl. Just saying. Full meal. Is Epcot still open? Can I? Oh, you did it. <laughs> this is sounding very good right now. Yeah. <laughs> Refreshment Outpost? Yeah. Refreshment Outpost is not somewhere I normally would stop no. on the trip because I feel there's usually just, it's like a filler booth. Yeah. This year, no. It's not a filler booth. The peanut stew, it comes with sweet potatoes, mustard greens, absolutely phenomenal. Gluten and wheat friendly. Wow. Uh, it's also vegan. Wow. It is so good. I will say the only issue I had is the portion size has changed a lot over the course of the past few days. Like sometimes it'll be a full bowl and other times it won't. But if you love going to Boma and we all love going to Boma, yes. you'll love this. It has those same flavors. It's absolutely phenomenal. Spicy. It's spicy. I love spice. Love it. It's only five twenty-five. Yeah, it's a good deal. That's a great deal. I mean, if if you walk out of there with a bowl of this stew for five twenty-five, and it's got so much rice on the bottom, mm. so it is filling. This needs to make appearances at every festival. It is one of the best of the fest. All right. Heading to our favorite booth. Yeah, this was my favorite last year. Oh. Germany can do no wrong. <laughs> Most You're of not the time. Wrong. Like, I don't think I've ever had a bad dish there. No. No. And we, people came for us, though, because it was a lot of people's least favorite. What? People yeah. are crazy. People, I, I know. I know. There is nothing wrong with this booth. No. The no. pork schnitzel with the mushroom sauce, especially oh in the red cabbage. So that good. red cabbage is so delicious. It's so good. And it's a decent portion like i think that's what i like about the germany booth i've noticed that the portions are pretty substantial and it's not terribly expensive i think the one thing on this list that i'm not like a huge fan of is the cheese fondue personally and that's because i don't really like to eat like steamed potatoes you're not wrong (laughs) the cheese fondue i agree with you could be so much better if it weren't served like give me a smashed potato give me something yeah right exactly I need I need more like a little crisp. Yeah, yeah. I need a different texture. Yeah, but this booth is phenomenal. It is, and then it I can do no wrong. It, it can do no wrong for sure. And I had the Linzer cookie last year because it was part of the cookie stroll. This is a returning cookie this year, and it was pretty good. It was pretty. Yeah, it was pretty. It wasn't yeah. like my favorite cookie, but it's definitely like if you're doing the cookie stroll, I don't think you'll be disappointed. No, that's good. I feel like you never can be disappointed in Germany. There's so many good options. And again, like Bella said, it's cheap compared to all the other festival booths. It is so cheap. You can get everything at that booth. I think the pork schnitzel, the cheese fondue, and the Linzer cookie came to like $17. Yeah, that's amazing. Not a bad deal when we're talking about a 1050 tostada. So Correct. Just saying. And Bethany also got the the mulled wine here. It was so hot. It's, it's 90 degrees and I'm caught and I'm drinking this hot spice mold wine. <laughs> Sometimes I question my judgment. I mean, I enjoyed it. I think it's a, a good option. It to me says like holidays. Oh, so that's sure. why I'm so apt to order it. But honestly, just go with the beer flight. I know. But like, honestly, if you hit this booth like before Harmonious or something and there's a little chill in the um, air, you know, yes, go for the mold wine. Like, tonight there's a chill in the air. I've been wearing a sweatshirt outside all night. 
That's the just, best. Just it, let's stop recording. The, Go back to Epcot. Yeah, I, you, just, I think Epcot's only open for like 20 more minutes, uh, but you know. Uh-uh. Run. It's fine. Start running. <laughs> yeah, but Germany is like a cannot miss for me. Yeah. It's so good. It's consistent the same year after year. Like the menu has not changed since last year. No. But it shouldn't. No. No. I agree. So they know what they're doing. They do. But from the highest of highs <laughs> to the lowest of lows. Let's go to Italy, y'all. Let's just skip over Italy. No. I mean, we have to stop, but it's bad. We talked about this in the preview episode when the menus were released. And whatever we thought it was, it's worse. It's worse. And I don't even know how that's possible because when we read it, we were like, this is going to be horrible. And it's worse. So It's worse. Did the salmon taste like smoky or anything? Because it's... The salmon was not smoky. The salmon to me, so we're talking about the salmon push pop, which is cured salmon tartare, blood orange, pistachios, and basil. We were there at like 1230. To me, it tasted like it had been sitting in that push pop for the last three days. No. Oh, God. It was so mushy. You know when like a good tartare actually has a really nice texture to it? Yes. Where you eat it and there's a gray texture. This... It just felt like it had been congealed into this mass push pop for the last three days, and they pulled it out of the deep freezer and gave it to me. But this, and... but what you said actually about the tartare, like that's when you when you get tartare, it's made fresh. They okay. cannot make this fresh. Clearly, no. it's in a bin. What I'm gonna tell, it's in a bin. Oh. I'm sure, and they're scooping it into this push pop, and then that's how they're serving it. Yeah, like they're not You're chopping not... up the salmon right there. Nope. It comes in that little push pop with like the weird label. I don't know why in Italy they've labeled everything this year. There's like a sticker label on it. And also everybody that comments on this, which makes me laugh, is it's called the salmonella. Everybody's like salmonella. Oh, yeah, it looks well, like salmonella. Uh-huh. It, it does. does. It does. Salmonella day salmonella. That's... It was one of the worst things I tried. I could not actually force it down. And it's That's how bad it was. Wait, whoa, 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 wait. This, okay, it's salmon, so I I kind of can maybe understand the price point. I'm not saying it should be there. I'm just like, okay, it's salmon. The tortellini is more expensive. Yeah, which was worse. There was five tortellinis in my tortellini. But I want to comment because when we talked about this in the foodie news, you said it looks super thin and you don't think you could get like a spoon or a fork in it. And you are correct. It is such a tiny, it's not a push pop. We compared it to like the Flintstones, like yeah. push pops yes. back in the day. What were the ones where like, it's like a lollipop that you push up? Do you know what oh, I'm talking yeah. about? Oh, yes, I oh, do. Oh, um, a push pop. Is it, is it just called a push pop? It's called a push pop. Yeah. That is the size of it. Oh like my you're God. Like we're, our expectations are like a cake pop. Inaccurate. It is like the little lollipop that you pushed up. That is how tiny it is. It is so not worth it. And the inconsistencies are all over the place. Chrissy's was half full when she got it the first day. Mine was completely full. I mean, they could have left mine half full and I wouldn't have been mad about it. That's how bad it was. But uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, it was rough. And the tortellini was not any better. I said it tasted like frozen tortellini that they put in like a box chicken broth. That's what it tasted like to me. There was nothing that stood out. There were no flavors that stood out. It was in the same exact dish that the soup comes in at Festival of the Arts. Like, they put the tomato soup in it. Oh, yeah. So it looks like a, like, fake can. 
which again doesn't make sense for what this is. That makes sense for tomato soup because yeah. it looks like it came in a can. Right. We all know Campbell's tomato soup. That's it. This made no sense to be in a bowl like that. Um, it was terrible. It literally tasted like frozen tortellini, which there were five of them, in a boxed chicken broth. Nice. For nine fifty. For nine fifty. Yeah. Keep killing it, Italy. You're doing a great job. <laughs> You're doing great. And we keep walking. <laughs> no, like literally skip it. I don't know why they need to stop trying. It's just not worth it anymore. If that's what you're going to produce after being told that it's terrible, just stop. So let's head over. Bye, Italy. Let's head over to America. Let's go to the American holiday table. This has, as Bella says, a solid choice. Yes. <laughs> solid choice. Solid choice. <laughs> the slow roasted turkey with Ben's original stuffing, mashed potatoes, green beans, and cranberry sauce. Um, For $6. Yeah. That's a good deal. It, great I deal. think it is a great deal. And you get a decent amount of food. I mean, who doesn't like Thanksgiving food? I know there's probably a few people out there, but the majority of America and maybe people outside of America like Thanksgiving food. So. No, but I do agree with Bella. I think this is a good choice. I'm not even the biggest turkey fan, but I feel the turkey in here is cooked excellently. There's just like sometimes where people cook turkey at home and it comes uh, out super dry. Yeah. And that's not a thing here. No. I don't know what they do or how they cook it, but it's good. I mean, it says it's slow roasted, so I'm assuming that's how they cook it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel it must be slow roasted. I feel like they probably brine it really yeah. well. You know that she's sitting under a heat lamp, as we say. And it's even more impressive to me that the turkey here is generally every, or i can safely say that every time we've gotten this turkey dish the turkey has been moist yeah it's good i you can't go wrong with it i mean the only day i feel like you could go wrong with it is the day the opening day of the festival which is the day after thanksgiving <laughs> yeah and who wants to eat that the day after no. thanksgiving no no one but come two weeks later people are like that's a great option no yeah, stop it like the holidays i love some after thanksgiving leftovers i don't oh god no, Some, something ab something about them reheated is just no, better. No. No? Oh. No, I hate If you're out there, let me know. Still. If you're out there, let me know. <laughs> but again, if you had it the day before, there's so many options at the festival that why would you go with that? Yeah. I, yeah. But they do have a new menu item today, which replaced that horrid <laughs> plant-based pot pie that we had last year. So Remember bad. that one? So That bad. is permanently burned into my brain. That was so But good. with really good puff pastry that was vegan. That was good. <laughs> Besides the point, the, I today I got the black and catfish with hop and john and comeback sauce. What those two four words, five words at the end mean, I <laughs> simply <laughs> don't know. But it was delicious. It was a black and catfish. It was a small portion of it, but at the same time, it was perfectly cooked. It was flaky. It was delicious. It had rice, it had greens, it had beans. I absolutely love this. I cannot wait for my dad to try this one because my dad is a huge catfish fan and he's going to absolutely love this. And it's gluten and wheat friendly. So Hoppin' John, also known as Carolina peas and rice. Oh, oh, that makes sense. It's a peas and rice dish served in the southern United States. But yeah, I absolutely love the black and catfish. I thought it was really good. It's probably one of my top festival picks from this year wow. new items for sure nice and then last year i had the chocolate crinkle cookie and it was good i actually think this was one of my favorite cookies from last year if i remember correctly was i this don't the one with the dove chocolate on it yes because that was 
really good. Yes, it was. Yeah, that was a great cookie. Um, I don't, I'm assuming this is part of the cookie stroll again this year. It is. Yes. Let's be real. None of the cookies I would go out of my way and get. But for it to be part of the cookie stroll, I think it's pretty good. She wouldn't go out of her way, but if she was strolling, she'd get it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I do have to shout out to the beer flight here. And honestly, too, Festival Colin loves a beer flight or a cider flight. I think it's one of my favorite things about festivals, to be completely honest, is the opportunity to try a bunch of different things. But I was shocked at how much I liked the peppermint chocolate stout. It was so good. It was so good. I need good. to get this next week. It is delicious. And I am not a peppermint fan, which is going to lead nicely into the next thing we have to talk about. Yeah. But I am not a peppermint fan, and this was phenomenal. Something about the peppermint in the beer really... I love a chocolate and a stout, of course, match made in heaven. But the peppermint, I was unsure. But my God, was it good. If I was getting this again, I would just go back and get a full pour of the peppermint yes. chocolate. And I would not think twice. For sure. And the eggnog one, it didn't taste that eggnoggy. And honestly, though, if you're, if you're going to sell it as an eggnog, it, need to taste, it needs to taste like eggnog. If it was a stout, I think the eggnog flavor could have come through more. But it's a white yeah. porter. And something about it, it was just a little too light, almost too lager-y. And it just yeah. wasn't there. But peppermint chocolate stout, get it. Order it. Thank us later. We did the other day try the mini funnel cake, which is over at the little funnel cake stand. And I know that none of us are funnel cake fans. Like, we are not those people. I'm also not a peppermint fan. I had, I like put the bite in my mouth. And as I tried it, I was like, nope, this is not made for me. I absolutely hate it. It was so strong peppermint that it just wasn't palatable for me. I absolutely despise this one. The mini funnel cake was good because it was like a chocolate funnel cake, but oh. all of it, absolutely not. I do want to know yes. what mini means. What does mini funnel cake mean? Like the size of, you know, like a coaster. Oh, wow. So they truly mean mini. Yeah, yeah. It's not big, but okay. it's like 10 bucks, isn't it? It's nine fifty. yeah. Wow. Yeah, not worth it. They should make mini funnel cakes all the time. I just feel like- A the funnel cake's down... a commitment. Yeah, like yeah, the big downfall to a funnel cake is how big it is. Yes. But overall, not impressed. If peppermint's your thing, you might like it. But oof, I did not. Let's go to Japan. We did talk about the sushi tree in the foodie news last time. Bethany, you got to try the sushi tree. So it is different than normal. What did yes. you think? Here's the thing. I had reached this point. I said to Colin, I'm putting this on the company card because I don't want to I don't want to pay my own money for this because it doesn't sound appetizing to me. I tried it. I absolutely loved it. It's a sushi roll with crab meat, crab with a K, so do that what you will. Cream cheese topped with tempura, salmon roe, and spicy mayonnaise. It was absolutely phenomenal. I loved it. I wow. would order this every single time. Wow. I think the only, It was so good. The only thing that throws me in this is the cream cheese. I'm not a big cream cheese sushi roll fan. You don't notice it because it's so well mixed with the crab meat. Oh, it's, so not it's not like, like a piece of cream cheese. It's mixed. No. Got it. With like a lot of rolls do that where yeah, like yeah. you see the spread of cream cheese. No, the crab with a K meat, which is just <laughs> mixed with cream oh, cheese. Okay. Is it cream cheese with a K? I don't know. But <laughs> it was just mixed with it and it was so good. I dipped it in the soy sauce. It was phenomenal. I absolutely yeah. loved it. Also, the staff at the Japan booth was so sweet. They offered to walk my food to the table for me. Wow. Because I was like ordering all these things by myself tonight. So 10 out of 10. Absolutely. I love the sushi tree. Do I like it better than last year's? Probably not, but I really enjoyed it. Oh. 
You heard it here, folks. The soba is returning from last year. Mm -hmm. I remember it being very good. But again, it's hard to get hot soup when it's hot. So (laughs) it's not something I think I would come back to often unless it was like the right temperature at night. But I remember enjoying it a decent amount. Yeah. It's good. That dashi broth is phenomenal. Yeah. I've never met soba that I don't like, to be completely honest. Love soba. And then if anyone tries this mochi cake, let us know how it is. I'll try it next week, Bella. Jeez. If anyone out there. (laughs) She's like putting it into the universe. I'm like, ma'am, I will be there this week, okay? I just don't know. Like, I haven't really figured out if I like mochi or not. I don't think I love it. Oh, so I, I love think mochi. I but I'm interested, so. Yeah. I did also have the Japanese Christmas punch, which is soshu, plum wine, cranberry, and lemon. It was good. And I also had the platinum sake today, and that was delicious as well. Oh, wow. Except for the fact that a bee flew into my sake and was enjoying itself in my sake, but that's fine. It seemed to be having a good time, so I just let it be. Excuse me, sir. I literally this is eight dollars. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but overall, Japan's a solid choice. Everybody there again was super nice. I, they were so so kind. So that's a must do stop for me. I loved it. The nice. next one is a must stop for me. Oh, always, Amen. always. Let's go to Morocco, Tangerine Cafe. The best. The best. It's becoming, I think, one of the best stops at almost every festival. Like up there. It's not the best, but up there. Agreed. Do you think it's because they just dedicate the inside of this restaurant yeah. to it now? Yeah, definitely. Because I would agree with you. This is a can't miss booth. But they also had Moroccan bread at Food and Wine. They did. Different. Uh, Finn's favorite. Yes. Yeah, that's right. And it had the <laughs> same dips or uh, different dips, but they had different dips, dips as well. So anyway. Um, I believe this is the same Moroccan bread they had last year, correct? It had hummus. The dips, I think, are a little different. Okay. Yeah. Zoog. I love that. I get that at Kava all the time. <laughs> it is so good. So I feel like it would be delicious with that Moroccan bread because that Moroccan bread is so good. It is fresh out of the fire. They yeah. have that fire going. The thing is, I went in today and we've tried the kebabs. We tried the bread before. So I specifically went in to get the fig cocktail. And I don't know, she read my receipt and she was like, here's your bread. And I was like, I didn't, I didn't order that. And she was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. But then she delivered, when she was like presenting the bread to me, I was like, I should have ordered the bread though. Cause it comes right out of the fire. Yeah. It looks so good. It's like puffy and amazing. Warm. It's delish. Yep. And so are the, the grilled kebabs. Like you said, we've gotten those before. They are delicious. Everything is just made fresh because they have an actual kitchen right there. Correct. So everything you get there is going to be good. Yes. And it is the home to the absolute drink queen of this festival. I cannot speak about it because I have never. It's just such a shame. Can you make it for me? Yes. Yeah, Colin. Yeah. (laughs) It's just three ingredients. Yeah. Yep. I can absolutely make it for you and I happily will make it for you. Thank you. This is a great sparkling drink. happily make it for himself too. Yeah, it's a great, even for like <laughs> New Year's, it's a great drink, a little uh-huh. sparkle, a little bubble. It is, it's a great drink for any, a Wednesday, a Tuesday, but you know what? anytime. You can replace a sparkling wine with champagne. Oh, definitely. Absolutely. It is just so incredibly delicious and something that I love and me speaking as like a cocktail lover, I love an aromatic in a cocktail that just Same. comes with us. Full sprig 
of rosemary. Yep. It literally hangs off the side of this fluted glass. So you get the rosemary on the nose, which screams holiday to me with the little sparkle from the wine, the fig, white cranberry juice. So it's a little bit sweeter. It is absolutely delicious. It is phenomenal. I was drinking it today and the table next to me, if it were actually as good as I was making it seem in the video that I was recording. And I was like, uh-huh. yes, one, I'm not a liar, but two, this is a phenomenal cocktail. And they had gotten the cider flight from there, which we've also tried and is Amazing. phenomenal. Amazing. But the fig cocktail literally blows it out of the water. That fig cocktail is so good. So what we're saying is this is an order the full menu situation. Uh-huh. And don't feel bad about it. Don't feel bad. And again, it falls into the Germany category where it's not going to cost you an arm and a leg. Like if you were to no. do, try to do this over in Italy, you're going to pay a lot more. So. You are. The fig cocktail, she's eleven fifty, but she's worth it. Worth. Worth every penny. All right. Laheim. Uh, Another good one. Yeah, it is. I will say I loved this one last year, especially I loved the salmon latke and the like regular potato one. But now that Boardwalk Deli exists, yeah. I don't think I will ever order the pastrami here. Because nope. Boardwalk Deli's pastrami is so good, there's no way this is living up to it. No. It's, it just baffles me. I know this is solely like sidetracked for a second. Baffles me how good it is. Like, I did not expect <laughs> that to come out of a Disney restaurant, correct? And I'm not even a pastrami or a rye fan. And I downed half that sandwich. Do you think I could order that on Postmates right now? <laughs> do it. Honestly, do it. Get Send one to Delaware, too. Yeah, so we'll pay the shipping. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so the other cookie that I had is the black and white cookie from last year. I believe it's also on the cookie stroll again. I think every cookie listed is on the cookie stroll, probably. Mm-hmm. You just cookie it. <laughs> yeah. This was my least favorite i think last year i remember it not being very good and i don't i think it's also i'm not a big black and white cookie fan i never have been but for me it was just very cakey and not super cookie like and i think that's kind of how a black and white cookie traditionally is i'm just not a huge fan well they're skippable things it's okay Mm -hmm. you know without you're doing the stroll anyway might as well you know take take a bite Maybe you like it. Cookies did go up to three dollars this year, though they were two fifty last yes, year. Yes, they were. I remember that. Wow. Inflation. Was like fifty cents. Bob Chapek, unbelievable. Speaking of inflation, when we get to the next booth. That's where the biggest inflation, when I did the spreadsheet, happened at the festival. In France, not surprised. In France, France. I mean, the biggest inflation was technically at Monsieur Paul's, but that's not the point. <laughs> it trickled its way down to the festival booth. Correct. Oh I did try a few things on this menu, though. I did have the roasted ham with mushrooms, pearl onions, bacon, mustard sauce, and puffed potatoes. Was it good? It was like diced ham oh. with potato puffs. Okay. And I like it was good, and I enjoyed it. I liked it, but I would never order it again. It's just not my thing. But I think that the sweet on this menu wins. Yes. I loved this macaron lollipop with peppermint. It's and chocolate. It's beautiful. It's it is really pretty. It's been sold it was sold out last time I went and I asked today. I will say the actual consistency of it itself 
It's a little too moist. There, I think it's all the ganache that kind of leaches into it. But the flavor is amazing. I hate peppermint. I think we went over this when I said that I absolutely despise the funnel cake. Absolutely loved it. I love this one. I give it like a nine and a half out of ten. Wow. I'd order it again. But you know what? France always has good macaron. Like their yeah. macaron ice cream sandwich that they have back at the ice cream. Oh, it's amazing. Place is delicious. Yeah. The peppermint one is delicious. Oh my gosh, it's so good. Delicious. And guess what? The pumpkin one is good. And I don't like pumpkin. Huh? Huh? France can do a macaron. They can. They also do this frozen hot chocolate literally every year. And they do. It's so good. <laughs> I think it's overhyped. They do. do. I no. agree with Bella. I okay. think it's so good. Okay. It went up from twelve fifty to thirteen ninety five this year. That is a big price jump. And here's the thing. I wouldn't got this with ham, so we ordered three of them. College just casually pouring his wine in the back. I'm just waiting to defend my thesis. That's all. No, get it. So I don't mind the taste of it, but here's the thing. They come in the slushy machines. Maya got one from one machine, and then Audrey and I had one from the other machine. Audrey and I's were frozen. Maya's was not completely frozen at that point. Uh, and for $13.95, there should be no inconsistency in pouring a drink. The person pouring the drink should look at it and be like, that is not where it should be. I cannot serve this. Yeah. So... I will not recommend this based on that fact. They love it, but Colin, I'm just saying I think it's a young girl in your 20s drink. Yeah. That yeah. doesn't love alcohol. And it's it's like a pre-mix, like, in a slushy yeah. machine. Like, I, yeah. I don't know. It, it doesn't do anything for me. It never has. I agree with Bella. I still like it. It's not bad. The flavor is good. It's just with like those inconsistencies and everything. It's just not my it's not my go to. I'll skip it. Yep. More for me. Just put your mouth under the slushing machine at that point. All right, let's go to Canada to the Yukon kitchen. Two really good savory dishes here. The mm -hmm. scallop is fantastic and it has been good for years <laughs> And it remains I, to be just as good. I genuinely don't know how they do such a good scallop in a festival. At a booth. I know. It's so good. And then you compare it to, you get, I believe, two. Yes. For what? Six seventy five. For six seventy five. It's crazy. You go over to Topolino's, you get three for like $52. I'm just putting it into perspective. Like, don't get me wrong. Uh -huh. I love Topolino's, but this is a good deal. And they're not like baby Order scallops it. either. They're a good sized scallop. And in the parsnip is delicious. The apple chutney is really good. The hazelnut croquant is really good too. Like it's just a really nice curated dish for $6.75. Yes. And the beef bourguignon is really good too. I mean, Canada we knows how to do steak. They know how to do beef. It's a delicious flavor. I go between every time on which one I want to get and then end up getting both. <laughs> so yeah. just get both. Can I say the one thing that truly shocks me is this time of year, there are days that it's cold out. Why is the cheddar soup not on the menu this time of year? Because it's on food and wine when it's so hot out and you don't want cheddar soup. It would, would be, be the amazing. perfect addition to this menu. Yes. yes. And they could actually swap it for one of these items because these items are more foody than a cheddar soup. I would agree. The scallops yeah. during food and wine. Absolutely. Pair that with a great wine. Yeah. Exactly. You're welcome, Canada. Yeah. Or pair it with 
<laughs> ice wine. <laughs> a thimble of ice wine. <laughs> My fourteen fifty thimble of ice wine. It was never ridic- order ice wine. Ridiculous. Don't ever do this. Ridiculous. No. It is like a half ounce pour for a lot of money. It's not worth it. No. I mean, I can respect ice wine and how much it takes to create that because you have to harvest the grapes when they're frozen. But just like go buy a bottle somewhere. Don't get it here. Uh, and a thimble's not a joke. It is a thimble. <laughs> it fit over my thumb. <laughs> and it's not much more impressive than the cookie here, is it, Bella? Oh, no. The cookie was a disappointment. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was really bad. I thought it was going to be good because I enjoy a Snickers. It is not my first candy bar that I will go to. There are definitely better cookies that they could put into this stroll. And for these cookies to be the same cookies that they had last year lacks a little creativity, especially because Christmas is a time for cookies. Amen. Last time we were on uh, this podcast recording, Bella was making like seven billion different kinds of cookies. So, yeah, I feel you're a good cookie judge. I'm just saying. Yes, because my mom, she bakes, I don't even know, 30, 40 different kinds of cookies every year. And they are all amazing. Amazing. So uh, there are options out there. Well, maybe they should just take advice from your mother, though. Oh, my God. Kelly should own the cookie stroll. She Done. would. It's called Kelly's Cookie Stroll. Yeah. Done. She should do it. They should. They should hire her. But... Jolly Holiday with Kelly. Done. Love it. We're actually going. The next place has the next cookie. It does. And yeah. So we're going to the Odyssey. There's a holiday hearth. Holiday yeah. hearth. Yes. Sorry, I read that, not that. Holiday. It hearth. is in the. It is in the Odyssey this year. Yes. Oh, it wasn't last year. No, it was not. No, it was not. But it is. No. Uh, so they have the gingerbread cookie here, which was surprisingly good. I am not a big gingerbread fan. I normally don't like gingerbread cookies, especially because I find that they can be a little bit too hard and dry most of the time. This one was very moist and actually quite good in flavor. I was pleasantly surprised. I hope it's the same this year because it is a decent gingerbread cookie. I like that, though, because gingerbread cookies can go either way. They can be, like, good or they're that hard crispy that's just absolutely horrific. Yeah, yeah. Heading over to the refreshment port, they have a delicious Coquito soft serve here with Sailor Jerry spiced rum. It is absolutely delicious. It's really good. Bethany and I split it last year. So good. Yeah, well, I was eating my cookies because I couldn't couldn't drink last year. So I was just, that's why I did the stroll. I would never have done the stroll. I'm going to be honest. I would never have done it, but I needed something. But that Coquito soft serve is phenomenal. It is what I want Dole Whip to be with rum. Yes. That's what I want. Yes. like, I prefer this over Dole Whip every single time. Every time. I almost stopped here today because I really wanted the poutine. And I was like, oh, I yeah. shouldn't get that. I have so many other things to get. Yeah. This this poutine is good. Yes. It needs to be sweet potato fries. We've talked about this. But it is good. I mean, I feel like you can't go wrong. The photo that they list for festival of the holidays is horrid but besides that it is so good the french fries with turkey gravy cranberry relish and crispy onions it works so well together the photo is a disservice agreed agreed totally because everything's just beige it's like sad beige plate but please bring back the sweet potato fries and if they bring back sweet potato fries next year we know someone's listening 
And if you want to, you can send us a DM and we won't tell who you are. We have sources at Disney in general. We don't rat anybody out. No. We just want to be friends. And we have I'm more just saying. we have more ideas. Yeah, yeah. And we can help you. Like we will steer you in a good direction that's not the salmon push pop. Let's head over to Melaklikimaka. Mm. You know, they must have leftover Kalua pork from the Hawaii booth because <laughs> Same thing. Same thing, but man is it good. So here the yep. Kalua pork is served over purple sweet potatoes with a mango salad. Delicious. We had a little bit of a proportion discrepancy last time we got this, but big proportions of all proportion. This is a delicious dish. I absolutely love this one. This is always in like my top. You can't go wrong with it. It is tender pork. The sweet potatoes are phenomenal. The mango salad is also great. Order this one. And it's not expensive. No, it's $5.50. $5.50. And I got a huge portion of it. Speak for yourself, <laughs> Colin. <laughs> I, want, I wanted to emphasize that in front of you. Huge portion. Mine could fit on a teaspoon, but that's fine. That's fine. Uh, but this is one of those, like, get a fork full of everything kind of deals. And it yeah. is a delicious combination. I do remember us having the coconut pudding and not loving it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think when I ordered it, I expected it to be like a rice pudding. And that was on me. That was because yeah. I was not aware of what this dessert is. It was and more of a flan. Yes, it's yeah. more of a flan consistency. And I love coconut and macadamia nuts. Um, but I don't like the consistency of flan personally. So for me, this was a miss, but I'm sure if people like the consistency of flan, it would be delicious. See, my issue with it was that I didn't, cause I had Googled it. <laughs> so the issue wasn't the consistency for me, but I just wish the coconut had come through more. It just tasted like a sweet custard and I am a very big fan of coconut. So I was expecting that flavor to come through and it didn't. So you would like it to be more coconut forward is what we're saying. Oh, absolutely. Understandable. Yeah. But a good stop. Yeah. That's a good stop. So let's hop over to the new booth here. Brand new. Yes. Noche Buena. I was half impressed with this. One of the things I got was the impossible chorizo tamale with a plant-based cojita cheese with a spicy red chili sauce. I believe it's a tamal when there's only one. Mm -hmm. uh, it was the smallest thing I've ever had. It was so tiny. It was just this <laughs> tiny little brick. But I took one bite of it. It was so good. One I would never know was plant-based in any way, shape, or form. Sure. It, the flavors were phenomenal. It was perfectly spicy. It had a good kick to it, but it wasn't like, I don't want to eat this spicy. Absolutely love this one. I will 100% order this again because I loved it. The pork, though. Oh, the mojo pork, which I love mojo pork. It came with testones and a ketchup mayonnaise. The plantain was so dry oh. that I couldn't even cut like my knife through it. I sat there full fledged, like arm strong, trying to get my knife through it and it didn't happen. But the way that it's presented should be you should be able to do that because it's presented the pork is on top of that and i just feel like it should yes you should be able to get a bite of that when you and you couldn't but the pork flavor was phenomenal i love the sauce the ketchup mayonnaise on top was absolutely phenomenal i just maybe i had a bad day so i'm gonna give it another go because i have hope for that one but the one thing we talked about was the cocktail here. Yes. Which was the chai ginger mule featuring Boyd and Bear potato vodka. Please. I please tell me it was loved good. Loved it. Yes. Thank I God. loved it. 
Yes. It was very ginger forward. The chai was not as strong. However, the drink itself was phenomenal. It came in one of those cute little like wannabe copper glasses that are very typical for mules. It looks so cute. I mean, I get it, but I don't because I feel like that's like another waste of a cup. Sure, but sure. I love this one. I absolutely enjoyed this drink. Oh, thank God. Because this was the one that like if I was down there, this is the drink that I would have been most excited to try. So it's nice to know. I mean, I'm a huge chai fan. I wish it was a little more chai forward, of course. But I'm happy to know that it's not bad. No, it's good. It needed more chai, but overall, I loved it. It paired well with everything there, too. But that impossible chorizo tamal, so good. You know, I also think that it, if it wasn't for festivals, I don't think I'd be a fan of impossible. I think that festivals yeah. have turned me into a fan. I mean, between so many incredible impossible dishes, especially like the impossible meatballs from food and wine, and now this impossible chorizo, I think that it just goes to show that you would never know that something's plant-based. Like you said, you cook the impossible meatballs for your mom. She wouldn't know. Dar Darlene doesn't even Sorry, know. Sorry, <laughs> Now I find myself sometimes when I like, you know, on the too many mornings that I go to Starbucks, like sometimes I'll get the impossible breakfast sandwich. Yeah, you got it like yeah. four days in a row. Cause like, I did. There was one week we definitely didn't go grocery shopping. So after, after I drop Finn off at daycare, I run to Starbucks before work. And um, I always obviously ask him what he wants. Every single day. Impossible breakfast sandwich. I said, okay. Yeah. But I mean, honestly, but it, it, it if it weren't for the festival, I never would have tried impossible. Yeah. Because it is impossible. Like, you just <laughs> don't know half the time. No. If I just ate that normally, you could have fooled me that it was actual meat. It wouldn't have. Absolutely. It had the perfect amount of spice. It had everything. I would have been completely fooled. And honestly, the mule is eleven fifty. So, like you know, that's the highest thing. But I mean, five fifty for the tamal. The cookie looks actually delicious. The vanilla shortbread with the dulce de leche and the coconut looks yeah, wonderful. I'm gonna have to have it this. It's week a sandwich cookie, I believe, so right? It is. Yeah, that looks great. But love a new booth. But honestly, out of this whole festival, when you look at it compared to other ones, there was one new booth. But I like that, and I love it because it's just not overwhelming. Absolutely. And they had some new things that were scattered throughout, like the catfish. You know, there are yeah. new little things here and there, but one new booth. I think it's great. This festival is just the perfect size. Yeah. And hopefully because it only is about a month long, it'll never get to the fact where it becomes food and wine, where it's overwhelming. Because you can't food and wine festival of the holidays because there's just not enough time in the calendar year in order to do that. Correct. Like, you can't make it July to November, which is absolutely insane that is. that's how long food and wine was. But I like this short, brief festivals. They tend to be the best. I completely agree. No complaints. I completely agree. And I think that you'll never see a rotating menu at Festival of the Holidays. You'll never see a place that needs to switch up their menu just so it doesn't get stale. But there are some real big hits here and some things that are, you know, now holiday staples even in, in our own home that we've discovered at this festival. So definitely one of our favorite ones. Yep, absolutely love Festival of the Holidays. Here for it. And also here for, they, they have a bunch of cultural representation at this festival too. As you go through the booths and visit the different countries, they have their version of Christmas or their version of holiday celebration that they showcase and they highlight, which I think is wonderful. Great festival all around. One of the best. Shall we do a hot take? Do we have one? 
My hot take is I have never, not a single time, listened or watched the new Magic Kingdom fireworks at all. But I have actually listened to Harmonious on Spotify a thousand times, and I will continue to do that even when Harmonious goes away. I know. Wow. I know. I really like it. I like the the music. Yes. I don't like I don't like watching it. Don't like it's not my thing to watch it, but I really enjoy the music. The music of Harmonious is really good. Yeah. They did a good job with it. I mean, it is a good soundtrack. Terrible show. Yeah. Good soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they just have to get rid of the barges. Amen. There was a crane out in the water the other day and I was like, Chapek, we haven't even talked. That's the hot take is that in the last time since we talked about this. Bob Chapek is gone. Bob Iger, Bob Iger is back. I wonder what that will bring. I think annual passes will be sold soon. But I, I think I that was probably in the works already. He yeah. might up the timeline a little bit, if I had to guess. Yeah, I think the immediate changes that we're going to see, not to give Bob Chapek credit <laughs> ever, but... I do think that those things were most likely already in the pipeline. Yeah. If the immediate changes that we're going to see. Um, but maybe, like you said, things may just take a, maybe more triaged situations. Like maybe they will just look to our annual pass holders and be like, that's an quote unquote easy fix to yeah. please a huge, vast majority of frequent Disney World visitors to reinstate those annual passes would be a fairly simple thing to please the customer. Yeah, I, I do think at the end of the day, Bob Iger is going to get a lot of credit for what was in the work for JPEG. But, you know, it is what it is. I think morale is where it's really going to be. Yeah. Huge. Because I think that every cast member I've spoken to this week, it's like come up somehow with them about, you know, the whole situation. And everybody just seems so happy. And that's a weird thing because you've gone on for a while where cast members just didn't feel appreciated. And I get why. So I'm happy if that is the case because cast members deserve everything. They are literally, they are the magic. So And and I had a great time actually reading Len Testa's article in the New York Times. I thought it was incredibly well written. Um, and we know that he's an incredibly intelligent human being. But he was very articulate in the, what he said, and, and that's exactly what he said. He was like, clearly Chapek didn't believe in Disney magic. And I yes. think that that's the thing that was lost under Chapek is the magic. And like you said, with the morale and the cast members, they're the ones who are making the magic every single day for yep. people. So I do think that's going to be an immediate change that we see just in Correct. a change of names at the head. Because because when they don't feel it, you're not going to feel it. When people are like, oh, the magic is gone in Disney. You that is a direct impact of Bob Chapek, if we're being honest. Oh, that absolutely. is the cast members completely reacting to that. Even like during COVID, you know, those times were really rough for them and they were not supported by their boss. So when you got in there and people were mean to them or degrading to them, they had no time to deal with that BS. They did not care. And I think that level of being human again is going to really you're gonna see the magic come back to the parks and it is going to be a big impact that cast members are the magic and that nothing else in that park regardless of the touch is what makes the magic it's truly cast members and i think that's going to be very apparent very soon and everyone that says the magic was gone is going to realize 
it is back. And it is not the magical express being gone. It's not all those things. It's genuinely just the attitude of the cast members, which I understand why they had the attitude they did for a while. Do not get me wrong. But I think that'll be back very soon. I agree. I'd have felt the same way. If that was my boss, thank God one of my bosses is Lintesta. I love him. <laughs> <laughs> I know. He gets it. You know what I'm he saying? He gets it. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Lentesta believes in the Disney magic. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I think it will just, it'll do wonders, even though it's said for two years and it's hard to move mountains in two years. And I think there have been mountains of things that have built up at this point. But yeah. if anyone can get it done, it's Bobby Boy. You can do it. So that's it for this episode of The Main Street Dish. Be sure to follow us on all our social media. Subscribe to Patreon. Take a second to rate our show on iTunes. And for Bella and Bethany, this is Colin. And we will see you on the next show.